Hey guys, you're listening to Pursue Faith, and I'm your host, Ellen Cooper. Okay, we are recording now. <laughs> Live. Yes, welcome to the podcast, Catherine. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I know this is not a normal thing to do. It's okay. But it's it'll, a new and yeah, exciting thing. I know. It'll be fun. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family so we can get to know you. Or the right. listeners get to know you better. Yep. So, um, <laughs> gosh, where do I even start? Grew up in Memphis, went to school in North Carolina, came to Atlanta um, after graduation. So it's been 20 years now, which is crazy. I've lived <laughs> in Atlanta longer than my hometown. So now Atlanta feels like hometown. Um, I've got two girls. Um, nine-year-old and 11-year-old, so an elementary school and middle school. Mm, those good years. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually, they're good so far. We'll see. I keep waiting. Um, and then I've got three stepchildren, nine-year-old girl, 12-year-old boy, and 14-year-old girl. All right. So yes. nice, big, blended family. Yes, that's, we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. Yeah. Um, so we know each other because we live in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. and our daughters who are in sixth grade are friends. Yes. So that's been really fun to get to know you guys and get to know them. And so that's really fun. Um, Okay. So this podcast is Pursue Faith. So it's all about, you know, our journeys as women and our faith and our relationship with Christ. So um, will you tell us a little bit about your faith journey um, throughout your life and kind of what that's looked like in different seasons? Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it's been, you know, sometimes it's been, you know, I've been really walking with the Lord and then there's been seasons where I've been just doing life on my own. So kind of what's been your journey? All right, I'll try to give you the short version. <laughs> That's and okay. Cut me off if it's no, too okay. long. Um, always grew up going to church. My family went to church, went to Sunday school. Um, I remember taking it very seriously. Like I specifically remember being twelve, going through confirmation and thinking, like, do I believe this? Like, mm, do I really mm-hmm. want to? Yeah. <clears throat> put my faith here. Excuse me. So, I was always kind of a serious child with that. Um, But growing up in high school was kind of part of the, um, I don't want to say the Christian group, but most of my friends were Christian. I knew them from youth group. Mm -hmm. Part of that was I went to an all-girls school, and that was where I got to see the boys. Oh, okay. Hey, now. (laughs) now (laughs) The truth comes out. Now the truth comes out. Um, But, you know, didn't drink, kind of didn't party in high Mm -hmm. school, was kind of with the clean-cut crowd. Um. And then went, went to college, and I'd say probably stayed with that crowd for maybe the first semester or so. And then maybe my wild side came out a little bit. I'd say wild very mildly. but um, <laughs> Yeah, started being exposed to different things. Yeah, and opportunities. Just, just different things. Well, the, and when stuff. the freedom comes in, that's what happened to me. Right. College, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm going to make my own rules and right. do my own thing. Exactly. And I think, too, I think in high school – I was, I felt like I was maybe a little judgmental of Mm. other people. It's Mm kind of like, oh, well, you are drinking or you are doing these things and I'm not. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really love that looking back on it. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something about that that didn't feel quite right either. Yeah. Um, But even in, even in college, like I would go to church and I volunteered with a Sunday school class. I was still actually fairly involved you know, I can't remember now if it was all the way through senior year or not. It's all <laughs> yeah, a little fuzzy. There was something that there was part that <clears throat> that was still part of your life, right? In right. College. So even though you're sort of one foot in, one foot, you know, in another kind of right way of life, mm-hmm. but you still had some exactly. Connection, and then yeah. 
moved here to Atlanta and kind of same thing would go to one church for a little bit for a while, maybe go to another church. I think I was always trying or kind of had it as part of my life, but Mm -hmm. maybe not as strongly as others. Mm -hmm. There were definitely times that we weren't or when I had very young kids, I wasn't going to church, but then I wanted to go to church, but my husband at the time didn't want to go to church. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of a struggle Mm -hmm. um, to where probably about the year or so before we got divorced, I would take the girls by myself. Okay. To church. So I kind of did that on my mm-hmm. own. Um, found a good church when I was living in Smyrna. Um, found a church that I was pretty involved in mm-hmm. um, for a few years before moving over mm-hmm. to this part of town. Um, so that's kind of how the past few years have been. And I think yeah. now um, I had such close ties at my old church, like to the point where I could text my pastor and oh, yeah, that's that nice. sort of thing mm-hmm. that I'm struggling a little bit now because mm-hmm. it's such a big church that I've been going to. Mm-hmm. And right. so it's just trying to find, you know, I feel like there's not the size church that I had mm-hmm. out here. There's kind right. of like either really small or really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've been struggling a little bit to find like, well, what is my... Yeah. Like your place. Next place. Yeah. 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 And it, I mean, and, and we go to the same church mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you've been coming to our Sunday school class some, which is great. I mean, it, you kind of do have to find like your little smaller group right. within the bigger church. Mm-hmm. Which, and, and, it, and I mean, I think you have to make sometimes more of an effort, which I think is hard because, right. if you're, you know, it's like, well, um, it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we, we had to do too. It's like, it felt like it was so big. So we just sort of niched in where we could find people that we connected with right and make your own smaller right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's hard it's hard to do that I totally get that um so you have been through a lot in the last seven eight years um and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because you're so open about all of the things that you've gone through Mm -hmm. and I think that people will connect with you in different parts of your story um so would you mind just sharing with us a little bit about whatever you're comfortable sharing what you've been through yeah Um, because it's some big life changes and some big things that you've gone through so sure no and it's funny because even the way you say that I'm like oh I haven't been through like that oh girl much stuff. oh my gosh okay <laughs> y'all are gonna laugh in like a few minutes when you hear what she's been through but um, it's just funny when it's your life you know you're right. kind of like oh well, that happened and then it's done and I put it away kind yeah. of and so I think that's I don't dwell on a lot of things yeah. so I think in my mind it's like oh yeah I kind of forgot that yeah happened. I you know what I, that's it's interesting that you say that because I'm kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be moments where I'm like, oh, my life is so vanilla. But then I'm like, um, okay, no, uh, my parents like, got divorced. Not. My mm-hmm. dad passed away when I, right when I got out of college. Like, there's been a lot of things, right. you know? Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, you just sort of process it and move forward. And, yeah. and you yeah. feel like, oh, yeah. No um, but, yeah so let's but you see. have been through a lot. What and in adulthood, too? I mean, in recent adulthood, right? It's not like, right. you, it's like from 20 years ago. I mean, this is like real stuff that's been happening right. in the last... Yeah, no, you're years. right, you're right. Yeah. And my parents, my parents will have been married 50 years this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny, most people, especially like, you know, my husband now or different people are like, my family is so like normal that mm-hmm. it's abnormal, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, yeah. parents have been married, my brother and I don't really fight and nothing little, really crazy happened mm-hmm. to me growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just very vanilla, <laughs> to your point. Um, and then I think probably we're, I don't want to say where that changed, but see, seven years ago now, I did get divorced, mm-hmm. um, which was a big, you know, obviously it's a big deal, but, in, you know, at the time I was a straight A student. I do everything right. I don't get divorced, you know, that's mm-hmm. not, I get married once and that yeah. is how it's yeah. going that's to be. That's not the plan. And so that was really hard to come to terms with, um, 
But I will say it just, it wasn't a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It wasn't how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a really hard decision to make. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm a much stronger person from having made that and having Mm -hmm. gone through that. Right, right. And I'm sure that was hard. Especially, like you said, you were very much like sticking with the very straight Mm-hmm. plan and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, doing the right thing. No one and... in my family had been divorced. Right. You know, none of my friends were divorced. Right. Your I was had been married for a really long the first. time. And, yeah. 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 How did that, how did, how did you like in terms of just reconciling that and just kind of dealing with making that decision, like being, like you said, very much like, no, 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 I don't do that. I don't mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff. I, you know, follow the straight path. Like, how was that? How did you kind of reconcile that? And also just with your faith and like what yeah. different things we hear about, you know, Christians and divorce and... Well, it was you... interesting. I, I'm, I'm going to try to make sure I say it. I don't know if I'm going to say it correctly or not, but I was... During that time, I was seeing a therapist mm-hmm. for a while, which was very beneficial, and I highly yeah, recommend absolutely. it to anyone yes. who is just going through stuff and needs to talk about things. Yeah. Um, because I think it made me realize, you know, the and the divorce itself was no one's one fault, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was two-sided, mm-hmm. so it made me realize maybe the things I was doing... Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the things that I could change moving forward in relationships so that that wouldn't happen again. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was interesting. She made a comment, you know, about your body being a temple, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. you have to take care of it. But you Mm -hmm. always think of that physically Mm -hmm. a little bit, right? right? Like I need to eat the right foods and maybe not drink too much Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But the way she said it was even more mentally. Mm -hmm. So for me, the marriage was not mentally good for my body wasn't healthy for me yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so that was an interesting way to look at it that that. you see you see divorce as i don't want to say wrong but in the christian faith right right there's debate definitely you could say frowned upon right right. but in that instance it made me feel better about like okay while this may not be seen as the right thing to do for me personally it was the right thing to do Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. and to kind of honor my body Mm. as a temple right right Um, I like I like that way of thinking and I also think it was it sounds like you dealt with it in a healthy way Mm -hmm. like it was you struggled with that decision Mm -hmm. but going to talk to someone it sounds like a really healthy way to process what you're experiencing and how you're feeling and sounds like she gave you some really yeah so that was good I mean those were a tough couple years my girls were pretty young at the time Mm -hmm. um I think Elizabeth was around four and Anna was I mean under two Turning okay. to. Yeah. I mean, so they, so were, they were, they were young. Yeah. They were little. Um, so for a few years, you know, single mom life yeah. and took care of that. Um, my ex and I co-parent very well though. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of compliments on that. So I yeah. think we work really hard. Yeah. To... I would agree with that. I've seen that come mm-hmm. Halloween trick or treating, right? you know, right? he's there. Yeah. And I think that's, it's really positive for the girls, mm-hmm. especially. And we've and, always tried know. to put them first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think that's for a hard situation for them, yeah. but you're doing it in, in a really positive way. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so did that for a few years, you know, kind of had a a few romantic relationships here and there, um, and then met my now husband four years ago, I think, in 2015 or so, Um, and that was good. It was interesting. I had kind of learned enough. Now, the girls hadn't really met a lot of people Mm -hmm. that I dated, but but he and I made the decision, so we dated for a full year before introducing mm-hmm. I think the kids like to each a really other. really smart move. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to bring anyone into their life that then may not right. stay. Right, exactly. We didn't want to set a pattern of someone comes in and someone goes out yeah. and that yeah. sort of thing. But it was funny because we went to that same church 
together but couldn't act like we knew each other oh okay so it was like high school like a look back <laughs> butterflies like, oh my gosh, there he is keep me in the back and I could kind of like catch his eye oh, that's it was funny yeah. yeah so for a while um but then the kids met and they got along really well they're all mm-hmm. kind of in the same mm-hmm. age range mm-hmm. um and had a lot of fun so we started kind of slowly doing things together yeah. um so I'm trying to think so that was so we dated for a year, and then it was another good year or two of dating before we got mm-hmm. engaged. We got mm-hmm. married in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, so and for then, a while, just yeah. got used to. Yeah. And then you had some things going on during so, the dating yes, but period. Before that, so let's see, when we've been dating about two years, so 2017 was an interesting year. Um, I had a few health issues and some scares and I think one I haven't even mentioned to you that was the year you know things always you always say they come in three. Oh yeah so I had like a, a mole that was removed that was like precancerous okay so that was kind of the first oh, little yeah. I don't think you told me that no okay. that was the first little because <laughs> it seems so little now well, in, in comparison, comparison but yeah. at, at the time it was pretty scary right yeah, got it removed everything was fine um and then I dealt with a uterine fibroid which I had known about for maybe six months or so um, you know, but not, you know, most of those are benign. We mm-hmm. assumed it was benign, but it was growing so fast right. that they wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so was meeting with someone to talk about a hysterectomy and just had those nerve, like had a um, CAT scan just to kind of make sure mm, yeah. because it was growing so yeah. fast that was making them nervous. Um, so did that. And then kind of at that same time, just went in for my normal, woman's doctor appointment Mm -hmm. um did a mammogram i'd had one two years prior so at 38 they had gotten me to do one just to have Mm -hmm. a baseline Mm -hmm. and so they're like okay you're you're 40 now like it's you know let's just go ahead and do another one didn't think twice about it um and i can tell you i have always worried that i would get colon cancer or that i would get ovarian cancer i think probably because those are the ones you don't know about Mm -hmm. yeah Never once in my life had I worried about getting breast cancer. Did you? Ha- is it in your family? Well, looking though, looking back, I had some great aunts okay. who had breast cancer. Okay. But like that took us a little bit of figuring out. So it was okay. nothing. So it wasn't obvious. It wasn't obvious. No. Like, okay, no. you got go get tested yeah. and be really no, cautious I had never, about it. I had never worried about it. Mm. So anyway, um, got a mammogram and they called me back and said, "Hey, we saw a spot. Um, want you to come back in." So this is the same week I'm meeting with the guy about the hysterectomy so it was a lot um and went in and I could tell from that second appointment I knew mm-hmm. you know it was yeah. we'll do the 3d mammogram and then we'll do the ultrasound and we'll do this they and were, just the they way were they were talking to do more yeah the way they were talking testing. I kind of knew yeah um and I would say it was probably a, a week I had to go back in I was on vacation with the girl it was like a staycation that week mm-hmm. um went in and had a biopsy and then that next Friday I got the call. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had you already gotten the hysterectomy because of the fibroid? No. That, so that we put that on hold. We okay. put that on hold. You did that. You dealt with the breast cancer first. Yeah. So that was put on hold okay. to deal with the breast cancer. Um, it was a small, I guess, small tumor on the left side. At first, they were just going to do a lumpectomy and radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a wonderful surgeon at the time who was like, let's just do an MRI to make sure there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um and so they did the MRI and saw another small spot. Okay. So that's when it was, all right, just get rid of it. Yeah. Mastectomy. And I was like, take them both. Right. You're like, it's just, <laughs> like, it's just we need to move. Let's we just need to get, get, get yeah, this so, out of me. So it was kind yeah. of, um, 
it was probably about two months until I had the surgery because of the change. Mm -hmm. So at first, like, I mean, it was June 2nd, 2017 when I was diagnosed and I was supposed to have my first surgery at the end of that month. And then it got pushed to August 1st. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, but during that time, I think, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I was just trying to be thankful for all I could be thankful for. Mm -hmm. So I was thankful that Stephen and I had been dating for two years and not two months, because at the right. time, he's still a boyfriend, right? right dealing right. with all of right. this. Right, yeah. But you had, um, you had established a foundation of your relationship, so right. it wasn't like, oh, two months, I'm, this is yeah. too much and for he's, me. And he's, I mean, he's such a good guy. Yeah. Like, he would, not, you know, but some people are like, oh, I can't believe he stayed through all that. I'm like, well, well yeah, had, yeah, of course a, I can. An established Steve, relationship, yeah. and it's you, him. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I was thankful that of all the breast cancers to get, basically, I got the one you wanted to have. Okay. So mm-hmm. there, it's a, you're so positive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but it's, it's it, yeah. I, mean, I almost feel guilty. So I had the, I had the double mastectomy mm-hmm. and then they take the tumor and test it again. So really not until you get it out, mm. can you fully test it? So I didn't know if I was going to have to have chemo or anything mm-hmm. additional until after oh, okay. the surgery. Okay. But then I got the call that basically I didn't have okay. to okay so sometimes you'll laugh i feel guilty that i didn't have to go through oh chemotherapy and right but, you well, know yeah, people have yeah. much different cases and fate you know um levels yeah. or i don't know what the terminology is but yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. funny so there's it's there's certain things say. i can relate to and certain things i can't yeah i think it helped you didn't that have to deal with i didn't have a lot of the visible signs okay of having you right. know so i didn't right. have i didn't lose my hair right. and you know the, there's not that years of having short hair where people see it right and then you're yeah. always addressing it yeah right i got to get new boobs so I mean, hey <laughs> i mean <laughs> there you go never see, thought i yeah. would have fake yeah. boobs see, yeah but, you yeah. are looking at all the positive things right. so how did i mean you know that's i think a lot of times people you know deal with illnesses and, mm-hmm. and things like that um it either draws you closer to christ right. or just you or further away so kind of where did you yeah land for in me that it was closer because okay. that's, that's how I dealt with it okay. okay so I would pray about it or I would just be thankful mm-hmm. um because you know that was that that one week from knowing I had breast cancer but before I had met with my surgeon mm-hmm. so I didn't know what kind of breast cancer what stage mm-hmm. so you have that week um of not knowing do I have six months to live mm-hmm. I, I mean you have no mm-hmm. idea so mm-hmm. you kind of go through all of that and I became so thankful and so appreciative of the everyday things Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like just tucking my girls into bed it's like that's all I wanted to do right I just wanted to be there for the normal things forget the like these big life the big things things. right right so I think I mean it was a great year from that aspect Mm -hmm. of I just appreciated the smallest little things I appreciated the fact that it was done with it was over Mm -hmm. it was the kind you want you know right you wanted um and then so i had the first surgery in august and then basically they put in expanders and so you have to have a second surgery and i had one in december okay to basically put the in the final implant okay yeah okay no but it became i mean i think like you said i am pretty open about it so it became kind of a joke because Every two weeks, you would go and get your expanders filled a little bit more. Gosh, this is like the, a process. <laughs> so I'd be at work, and I'd come back and be like, hey, do they look any better? <laughs> hey, just got filled up again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's it was crazy. funny. But then, so then the hysterectomy, mm-hmm. we ended up putting together with the second surgery. Okay. So I got the final implants put in and had the hysterectomy at the same time because I was like, I don't want to do... Mm-mm. A third surgery. Yeah. What was recovery yeah. like? 
That one wasn't so bad. Okay. Yeah. The August was definitely the biggest one okay. because I had to kind of, re- I don't want to say, re- like, because of the muscles and stuff, you had to do exercises to kind of be able to lift your arms up all oh, the way okay. and different things. Yeah. Um, so that was probably the longest. The second one, both of the surgeries separately were mm-hmm. pretty easy recovery. So together it was a little bit harder, mm-hmm. but it was much better. Yeah. Than the first one. But I mean, it was an outpatient. Like, I went in oh. at 7.30 that morning, and at 1.30 p.m., they're You're sending like, me home. And like, am I allowed I like, to go home really? right now? Really? Like, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you sure? Stay a little. Send oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, how, all of this, I mean, obviously, you And when I got your, engaged during oh, that whole time. okay. So, that was my, yeah. my question. So, I mean, Stephen's amazing. Obviously, like you said, you've been dating mm-hmm. for two years when all of this started, and, and you got engaged. You're married now. So, I kind of know the answer, but kind of, how did... Like, how did this impact your relationship? I mean, yeah. just in terms of his support and kind of just how did that all... Because that's a lot when you're right. dating someone. Right. Right. And plus, you guys both have kids, and this is a second mm-hmm. time around for both of you. So what was mm-hmm. that like in terms of... It's funny, because I don't think I've ever really thought about it that way. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think it was just... I think it was probably good in that we saw how we deal with those sort of things. Right. So he, he saw, he kept waiting for me to have a breakdown, to cry. And that's just not really my style. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, I would talk about it and worry, but mine is more to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of be moved on to dealing with it. And then he was able to show that he's, he's there and he's supportive and he would do whatever I needed him to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's yeah. just who he is, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so he actually asked my parents for permission when I was in surgery. Oh yeah. You told me that. Mm-hmm. That's just the sweetest. Mm-hmm. So they were in the waiting room and yeah. I think he was probably like, okay, when am I ever going to, cause they live in Memphis. They don't live here. <laughs> when am I ever going to be with when them? When am I ever going to be with them alone? <laughs> right. You know, and it was probably a pretty emotional time for yes. all three of them, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Oh, that's the sweetest. Yeah. So we got, so he asked them for permission. So that was August, but we did not get engaged until October. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, two, and so he like recover. completely surprised me, which is really, really hard to do because I'm an anticipator and a planner and I see right. things. Right. And yeah. he just got me on a random night. Um, oh, that's and, sweet. Yeah. So, and, but it was interesting because I, it, you forget about these things. Um, but a- Anna had a little bit of a hard time during oh, that okay. year. Just with you being um, sick or what was, th- and I think, it, I think it was, it was probably towards the end of that year. Cause it all starts to get, starts to blur together a little bit, but was having some anxiety, mm. you know? And yeah. I ended up taking her, taking her to someone. Um, she did some like art therapy, which was really, Mm-hmm. good for her um but it was interesting because same thing I went to her and I was like well she's from divorced parents which that's hard enough right 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 and then I had breast cancer and then I've got I'm getting engaged you know it's a lot yeah it was a lot and she was seven you know yeah. I mean she was little mm-hmm. um but but that kind of that really helped her mm-hmm. I mean she's done a lot better since then it's just process. a lot to process yeah mm-hmm. yeah and your older daughter Liz how how did she handle that she was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a little bit more stoic and is going right. to internalize a yeah. lot of it, but yeah. she seemed to do, you know, and even, I mean, I still remember telling them that I had cancer is really hard because yeah. their paternal grandmother, um, they never, they never knew her. She had brain cancer and died when their dad was 20. Okay. So in their minds, cancer is, is yeah, like a, gone. Yeah. yeah. Like a death. Bad. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think I had gotten advice from someone. And so when I did tell them, I told them, I said, well, there's different kinds of cancer. Mm-hmm. I said, what I have is like baby cancer. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You can fix, you know, you mm-hmm. can do something mm-hmm. about it and you can get rid mm-hmm. of it. There's other yeah. kinds that are big, scary cancer. And so I think that helped them deal with it. They never mm-hmm. really had to see me too sick or too mm-hmm. under, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a lot for kids. And I, yeah. and, but, and I think I like the way you explained it because like my dad died of cancer mm-hmm. when I was 22. Um, and so anytime they hear cancer, they associate it with, with death. Right. 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 And so, and so that's, we've had to explain that in different ways, not for ourselves personally. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that would feel like just as a mom having to tap that conversation about yourself, but like, we've had to have conversations like that just in general, pe- people we know or things like that. And it's, it's, it's tough for them to understand yeah. like that there's differences and, you know, cause even you could have a spot on your skin that's cancer, right. get exactly. that removed baby, and, you know, baby cancer. Right. <laughs> You have to Hopefully. figure out how to explain it to them in a way that they can understand. Yeah, and I've always and... wanted to, you know, it's funny at the time, the school they were going to, different from now, um, there was a teacher who I found out had breast cancer and did not tell her son, did not tell anyone, was trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. And no judgment there, right? right? We all do what is rest for you. Right. But for me, I've always wanted to be very open with mm-hmm. my children and very honest with them so it was important for me mm-hmm. to tell them and for them to realize like yeah. hey these things happen and you have to deal with them mm-hmm. but you know tell them that they're they're at their, their level. level yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's I think it's important to be honest but yeah to each their own you got to figure out your way to yeah. <laughs> your way to handle it um so the other night we were at your house talking about different things and I won't share all of that but <laughs> one thing that Stephen had said you know we were just talking about like communication and just different things um Mm -hmm. because you know he knew that you were coming on here to talk right about stuff on the podcast and he I can't even remember exactly what he said but something like oh yeah you know every night we sort of have a touch base like hey what can I do differently for you Mm -hmm. or how can I support you and I don't know I don't remember exactly what he said but I remember thinking (laughs) whoa I'm so impressed with your communication like with each other and I said you know I and immediately I was like okay well you both need to come on the podcast because that's such an interesting perspective Mm -hmm. because I think what I said to him was you know is is that a learning from both Mm -hmm. of you coming into a second marriage I mean could you give some perspective Mm -hmm. on that because I I was just impressed I was like oh James and I've like fumbled around right you know just what what works for us what doesn't work times when we have not been communicating and um, I could imagine that if you're like hey this is my you know opportunity Mm -hmm. to Maybe do things differently. Yeah. Like share about that. No, sure. I was and impressed. I was like, man, that's good. You got to talk to James. <laughs> no, it's true. It is. It's something that um, I think that's been special about our relationship from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on his side was definitely a learning from his previous relationship. I think he he's more of an introvert. He's more quiet. Even now I have to ask him, are there any questions I need to ask you that I don't know I need to ask? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll, so like, just... he'll always be like, well, you didn't ask. And I'm like, well, sometimes I don't know. Right. Right. That I need to ask something. But that's so, like such good dialogue to have. Isn't that funny? But like, I mean, we just are like, I don't know what you're not talking yeah. like. That don't, we, we don't, I, we need some of those things to say to each yeah. other. I think that's well, so Well, it's funny. So our relationship and my mom will laugh or would laugh if she hears this, but really started texting, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and it was how we met. And then also because we both had children and it was hard to find schedules. You no, know, we saw it for the first six months of dating we saw each other every Thursday night. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. Sometimes we'd work in a lunch. Sometimes we work in something else. But with my having the kids most of the time, and we had opposite mm-hmm. kids' schedules. So on my weekend without kids, he would have his kids. Oh, right, right. We, we could, <laughs> yeah, that's challenging. So there was a lot of 
texting, but I, for me, it was really good because we did talk, you know, I'll use air quotes. Like Mm -hmm. we talked a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, we asked each other questions. We yeah. hit some of the topics you might not normally hit pretty mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that helps. So there were a lot of times where we had to talk about things that were maybe uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes when you're dating and you get paranoid about something, normally you just stay paranoid about it and not ask. Right. And we were really good about saying, hey, can I talk to you about this? Like, this is kind of bothering me. And it was one of those like it was such a hard conversation to have Mm -hmm. but then after you had it you felt closer Mm -hmm. and you realized like okay this was just a miscommunication because of Mm -hmm. this or you know yeah so we so we started off really well and I think now what Stephen was saying is you know it's not an every night thing but we definitely (laughs) yeah often will say is there anything we need to talk about Mm -hmm. um which just kind of opens the door for Mm -hmm. you know sometimes I'm maybe not as good about saying I'm upset about something mm-hmm. and I might simmer on something. And so if he asks, that gives me the door to mm-hmm. say, well, right. actually, this is bothering me. Or we sometimes will say, is there anything yeah. I could be doing better? And I yeah. think we've we've reached a good place where there's not, oftentimes there's not anything we need to talk about right. and there's not something because I think we found our groove. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I think but yeah, yeah. We, I think we forget how, I don't want to say special that it, we forget that that's maybe not the norm. Right. Because right. for us, it is the norm. Right. Well, and also, mm-hmm. I mean, it comes with maturity and mm-hmm. age. You know, we weren't probably mature enough in our 20s to have conversations. I know right. I wasn't. Right. And sometimes I question whether I am now at 43. Like, am mm-hmm. I, you know, aware enough of myself and of my spouse to engage in that, those kind of conversations? And we, like, James and I have been married for 16 years. We'll be mm-hmm. seven, 17 coming up in 2020. That's great. You know, so, but it's, like, been, like, you know, an ebb and flow right. of, like, great communication, horrible communication. Great communicate, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it comes with age and to be able to start a foundation. Right, in when your, you start you know, at 41. Right, it, yeah, I mean, but I think <laughs> that, that there's there's the positive things to learn. And even for myself, who got married when I was in my mid-20s, mm-hmm now thing how, how could I help you know in my communication with my husband in a better way and I, I feel like I learned a lot from that conversation I had with Steven oh, I was good. like all right okay I've got to get some of those things and we need to just make, make it a regular thing to sit down and have those conversations mm-hmm. so thank you for that that was oh, a little marriage counseling so at a Christmas party <laughs> it was awesome um so that thank you so much for sharing you know yeah. just all the things that you've been through and um well, you know, I would say it's funny because now I almost feel like, I don't know if duty is the right word, but I feel like that now that's my place to help other people. Mm-hmm. So I've had people come to me when they're thinking about getting a divorce or they're going through difficult times mm-hmm. or I have a coworker um, who is dealing with the, the fact that she might have breast cancer right now. Okay. And so it's funny. It's like now it's like, okay, well now that's my role mm-hmm. to be your person to tell you, hey, you're in the worst part right now because mm-hmm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. This is the worst part. Right. Once you know, you can deal with it mm-hmm. and you can get by. So it's it's interesting yeah, it's, that it's a great experience to have that now I can share that with other people. Right. Yeah. You have that opportunity mm-hmm. to, to help other people. Well, I think that's good. I think sometimes we're afraid to share things too openly or... Mm-hmm. Um, publicly or you know and just to give not to make ourselves too vulnerable but like you said the opportunity is that you could help someone right because you've gone through it and you know stumbled through it and everyone's gonna whatever they're dealing with they're gonna stumble through it you're mm-hmm. not gonna be able to give someone like a hundred percent perfect advice for them right you can help guide them or just be a listening ear Say, like, this I is get how it. it was for me yeah I take get, what you yeah I get what you're you going through so that's awesome so I appreciate you being so open oh, and honest um 
Anything else that you want to share with us? Oh, I want you to talk oh, about your um, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, it's awesome. I mean, I use it. Okay, so tell us. You started. Is that okay? You want to talk about? Yeah, this? yeah, okay. sure, sure. We can talk about it. You're making me blush. Okay, but, um, no, but it's it's so awesome. Okay, so tell us. You have this um, Instagram page that you started. So I do, and it's funny because you know I work in my job in marketing. I work with a lot of influencers and different things, and I've always been like, oh, I want to have a blog or I want to do something, but I never really found the thing. And I think this summer, I forget what even made me do it. I was probably just bored sitting around and I was like, well, I'm just going to start like an Instagram page and talk about Trader Joe's because I like Trader Joe's. I like trying all their new things. They're fun because they always have new products. So you'll find there's this little kind of community on Instagram that's always following each other and trying to find out what's new. So I just started posting about it and at first my goal was to get to 500 followers and I was really excited mm, about that (laughs) and then I get to a thousand followers and I'm like I'm doing the thing Mm -mm. um and so yeah so I've just kind of kept posting about it and kept gaining followers and I've slacked a little bit over the holidays but you know it's funny that was a another thing I had to give my personal myself permission on mm-hmm. you know it's like okay you don't have to post every day right like, this is your thing like this is no one's paying you to do this right right you just do um, it when it's yeah enjoyable. so I kind of right. stepped back a little bit and I might mm-hmm. get back into it a little bit more as there's new healthier options um oh, yeah come so the, the theme winter. of like the new year what is yeah. tell us that like the so it's name. Trader Joe's A to Z but it's like Trader Joe's underscore A underscore two underscore okay. Z so if so, anyone wants to follow yes. and find out what is what a mom of five likes at Trader Joe's. A lot of times I'll post things that my kids like or will try things or it gives me an excuse to try something. Right. So I'm like, we need to do it for the people. Right. They'll I be like, know. yeah, mom, we need to yeah. try this ice Our cream. Our followers. For the followers. Yes. We need to tell them how it right. is. But you even post things fun. that you don't like. So it's yes. like, and I, I mean, I have told you this a bunch of times, but I'm going to say it on the podcast is that like, I'll go into Trader Joe's and I'll look up your page. I'll be like, okay, I know she recommended this wine or this specific, mm-hmm. you know, little appetizer thing. And I'm always, I'm, oh, I, every time I go into Trader Joe's, I open it just to see oh, like you. what's on there. And it can be intimidating. There's yeah. a lot of stuff packed into that little yes, store. Yes. And you want to mm-hmm. like try new things or just like, what's like a good staple thing that you like. Um, so I am a follower. And when I started following, I mean, I think you had like 2000 followers mm-hmm. and now you have like 13,000. I do. I know. So I'm exciting. like, all right, girl, you need to help me. <laughs> people, people are really interested in Trader Joe's and they need to come and follow me on Instagram. But, um, but I'm so impressed with that. It's just, it's like, I, I know you find joy from it, you know, yeah, and just, you know, the little things fun. and it's just fun to share and people are interested. And mm-hmm. I know I am cause, and I tell everybody, I'm always like, Oh, oh go check so it sweet. out. It's Thank so good. You. Because I am, I'm one of those like only grocery shop at one place. Like mm-hmm. it just, I go to Publix and it Do just, I, right. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, then I also have to go to Trader Joe's because Catherine posted this awesome <laughs> thing. I gotta try it. This peppermint ice cream or, oh, you yeah, know, that's good. Yeah, so I haven't tried. I got the little cones, which were really good, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't tried like the ice cream yet. So I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna yeah, go try I need to do like well, my top ten or something because there's certain things that are repeat buys. Yes, and there's other things that I've bought and might still be sitting in my freezer and I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also so much seasonal stuff. Yeah, there that unless you go in like right mm-hmm. away, it might not be there. But I think that's part of that's part of the fun of following or for mm-hmm. the community it's like oh right. I haven't found this at my Trader Joe's yet yeah. or you'll find out that your Trader Joe's like around holiday uh, Halloween there were these little skeleton they're like skeletons doing yoga poses <laughs> and they had like succulents coming yeah. out of their heads <laughs> and I found out because I actually asked the Trader Joe's people that there was I think there was a hurricane or something at the time and so our shipment to our stores 
got canceled and we were never going to get them. So there's some things you <gasps> oh, don't even ever get. Horror. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe you can find one. So of I your... had to tell all the Atlanta people like, sorry, if you live in the Southeast, you're probably not going to get the Yogi skeleton. Oh no. You mm-hmm. got to get one of your Trader Joe friends. To right. Send and it make to friends you. with the California. Yeah. It's like, can people. you ship this to me? <laughs> Cause I really need it. That's pretty oh, funny. Good. Well, that's yeah. So everyone go follow. Well, thank you. Trader Joe's A to Z. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. On Instagram and you'll get lots of tips. That's which right. I love it. And then I'll have pressure to post more content. So that's right. Too. Yes. Yes. That's good. Um, all right. Well, thank you, friend, for coming to talk thank to you. me and sharing your story. And we're just inspired by everything that you've been through and that you're just you're sitting here right now with a smile. So we're just grateful for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay.